Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 20th of November, 2014. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk... Uh-oh. <laughs> ah, Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Bim. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, that's, I guess that. that's better than what it used to be, Bink. So, there we go. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Like, I let that one go past for so many years that I didn't catch that. Wow. I was slipping back then. Good thing I'm on top of things now, eh? <laughs> Dave Davies, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. Uh, we got a uh, gorgeous day out here. How's it, uh, how's it going over in Toronto, Jim? Well, on the bright side, it could be Buffalo. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we got, you know, it's beautiful outside. It's freezing. So it's sort of like stepping into, say, your walk-in freezer when you, when you go outside. But that's to be expected. The thing has weirded me out most. Except for the folks in upstate New York. Like, they got hit bad. But how normal the adjustment. Last week, it was uh, in the mid-50s near, near, you know, near room temperature outside. This week, it's really cold. And just the adjustment from uh, humans are the most adaptable creatures, I'll tell you. It was like putting on a second and third and fourth and fifth skin. So it really wasn't hard to adapt to. Well, good for you. You're better than me. I just, I just stay here. <laughs> well, indeed, um, <laughs> indeed. And but thank you for the graphic. I, I know it's nice watching winter from uh, Victoria or San Diego or Los Angeles <laughs> or um, wherever one might be watching and making fun of us poor Northerners. But to the Californians, I suggest you know winter's actually a good, winter in the North is a good thing. We keep water uh, and we store it in solid form and we put it everywhere for people to do with whatever they want. You guys can't say that in California. (laughs) All right. We've got news. We do got news. What do you want to start with? Um, We've got buckets of news. You know what? what, We rag on Yahoo all the time on on, on this show, or at least we used to for, for the longest. Because Yahoo just, you know, was that, you know, kicking horse of a company. You just looked at it and wanted to start laughing. Um, but they, they, they scored a coup this week. Yep. Yahoo and Yahoo and Mozilla, the, the makers of, of, of Firefox, announced a uh, strategic five-year relationship, a partnership, making Yahoo Search the default search engine for Firefox in the United States on uh, desktop and on mobile. This can drive 18 20% more searchers like who, who, who do a desktop search. So Yahoo has snaked a uh, fairly significant um, share of searchers from, from, from Google, um, or at least I should say of people who use Firefox. That's, that's a coup for them. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, well, you know, I know that's a, that's a major win. Um, something I'm looking really, really forward to, I'm sure you are too, is, uh, the next search market share reports. How Indeed. much? 
Um, although I don't, I mean, honestly, if we're looking at uh, a rise of somewhere between, you know, according to a, a chart that I saw in, in today's Web Pro News, uh, user share of desktop browsers for October 2014, Firefox is sitting in the, uh, I'd say, 14 to uh, 19% range of um, Internet users. So, at the most, we can say they're getting one in six internet users, the desktop search. So, this isn't when you type google.com into your browser and, 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 and you know, pull up the, the Google page. This is the, uh, search, the search feature at the top of the uh, browser window. Right. So, people who use that, and it's about one in six of all internet users who might use the, the one in six of all internet users are Firefox use Firefox as a browser and X number of those use the search feature included in Firefox. Right. So once it's all dropped down, what do we end up with? That's the big question. I don't know. I don't know, but it's not, um, it's not going to be one in six users. One in six users when the browser is open, will have a search box that is by default powered by Yahoo. Mm hmm. It's also worth noting that in any one of the browsers, Firefox, Safari, and an Explorer, whatever, you can change the default to whatever search engine you'd like it to be. But it's going to start out for Firefox users being Yahoo, not Google. Which brings us to another question. I mean, what, what does Yahoo's index look like now? When's the last time you checked? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a great question because I'm like, oh, I should know this, kinda. <laughs> How often do you talk to your clients about like traffic coming in from the Yahoo search engine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I, you know what? Probably like you, when I'm reporting on organic, I bucket. There's two buckets. There's Google, and then there's not Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like because once you get down, you know, yeah, Yahoo, Bing, you know, Ask, whatever, um, you end up in such small ones that it's like, well, and I'm reporting a. 120% increase. So you had 26 this month from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you end up with just having to having to pool them. You're, you're right. What is it? Um, but it will be interesting to see. And I think, you know, to, to what you'd think, to what I would think, and, and probably our listeners too, because we're dealing with a segment of it has to be people using this browser. It has to be people who... Um, you know, search in this way with their browser. I, I have to think, and, and I haven't done any research into it because I found out about this, you know, right before the show here. Um, so I haven't looked into it, but I have to think that's a segment, right? Like, and I don't just mean a segment in a, I mean, these people will, there will be a common trait among these people, like in, in groupings, of course, with, with who are they and, and how do they search that way? I'm betting that this is a, a great opportunity um, for specific segments well, yeah, indeed. Um, I know what you're getting at. For for instance, if you're in Canada, and the same could probably be said in, in some parts of the States, but I can say for sure about Canada, and you're dealing with financial service clients, you're going to get a lot of traffic, especially around retirement planning and wealth, wealth management planning. Mm-hmm. You're going to be getting a lot of your traffic coming from Internet Explorer. Right. Why would that happen, friends? I mean, think about this. Why would that happen? <laughs> you know, you, you know why. Yeah, uh, because it's older people. 
<laughs> and when they buy their first computer, it's probably a Windows system, and Win- and Windows has Internet Explorer um, by default. Yeah, it's the browser. You know, you open your, uh, your your very first time you see your desktop. There's a little Internet Explorer icon. They click on it. Boom! That's their browser. Yeah. Um. So you you know you sort of see them as a group. This is a grouping I can depend on and I can I can, you know, actually market to because now I'm working in Bing. <laughs> um, <laughs> which loves financial services, let me tell you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking your money or your life sites like payday loans or nothing. Um, I'm just talking, you know, regular wealth management or or retirement planning uh, kind of clients. Right. Very conservative clients, not uh not people who are trying to make money off of uh other people's misfortune. In fact, people are trying to make money off of making people's fortunes. <laughs> right. She loves them. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's a segment. I don't know so much about Firefox users. Um, I'd kind of uh, be scared to know that I'm part of that segment. <laughs> well, so, I am. And, and the thing is, like, it's, it's taking it now one step further, too, right? How do you search? <laughs> right? Well, and who is- are the people that, that search in the top bar? It will be a grouping, right? There will be a, a common thread, either demographic or interest-based, um, that's around people that do that. Although uh, I, 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 will, I never use the top bar because I'm afraid that it'll some way or another influence my search results. I don't know why I think that. I mean, it, it, logged in, not logged in, I still avoid that top bar for some reason. Right. Fair enough. Like, I, I do, too. I mean, there's times where I'm just being lazy and fast, but I don't really care. I'm looking for a pizza place, right? Or, like, whatever. Go ahead. Augment my results. I really don't care. Um, but you're right. Like, when I'm working with client things – well, I mean, when I'm working with client things, I'm usually logging into the states anyway. So it doesn't much matter. I can't search for my top bar. Um, but to, anyway, yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to, to see what happens. And you know what? We'll know in a month. <laughs> like when we when the the analysis comes out and when we have some analytics to look back at, we'll see which of our clients you know gained, which ones lost from Yahoo, and you know assuming that the rankings were stable during that time, we'll we'll have some answers. Well, you know, I do think it'll give them a couple percentage bump when uh, when Comscore or uh, whomever Nielsen releases their next uh, search engine rate ra- ra- uh, user share ratings. So yeah. interesting to watch for. Okay, uh, we got about six minutes before we got to go to commercial. Here's one we can do pretty quickly. As of yesterday, and I'm just going to reopen this link to make sure I have my dates correct. So, yeah, it's a good thing I did because now I can say quite certainly, as of last week, um, Google, unlike in Europe, in America, as of last week, an appellate court in San Francisco declared straight up Google results are free speech giving the corp- Google Corporation the right to adjust and rank its search results any way it sees fit. The lawsuit was brought about by a small newspaper, a um, you know, one of those uh, one of those weeklies that uh, that that gets published in uh, for arts, entertainment, culture, etc. Yeah. Well, it had a problem that when people were doing searches for items it might cover or Sometimes for its name, Coast News, there happens to be a couple of Coast News up and down the coast, but in this case, it was a Coast News in, San Francisco, in the Bay Area. Well, 
In Bing and Yahoo searches, he would come up at the top of the search rankings, but he was placed further down, still on page one, but further down below the fold on Google searches. So the site's owner um, argued that Google was, for whatever reason, for either commercial or personal reasons, discriminating against his site. <laughs> so I wanted to give, that, give you that background before reiterating the judge, um, oh, so Google's reaction. I, 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 I would love to be um, to meet Google's legal counsel team sometime because these are very creative. These are smart guys, creative people. Instead of filing a counter motion or just you know uh, uh, filing a statement of claim in the case, mm-hmm. they filed an anti-slap motion. Slap stands for strategic legal action. Um, which is, you know, usually used to, by um, large corporations against activists to, uh, you know, waste their money. It's a frivolous lawsuit uh, where you sue somebody for like ten million dollars because they were part of a demonstration that blocked a road, mm-hmm. and you sue them for ten million dollars so that they have bigger problems than whatever they were opposing when they were blocking the road. So it's, it's a way to limit people's uh, participation, right? Right. So Google's lawyers filed an anti-slap motion, which under uh, California law lets you step away from these lawsuits if it's a matter of free speech. You know, if the lawsuit is trying to um, limit you from doing a constitutionally protected activity. You know, free speech is a constitutionally protected activity. The judge, I mean, so it's a spurious lawsuit. Which Google, which Google replies to using a part of California's legal code that gives that is built around protecting individual and in this case corporations um, constitutional rights. The judge really only had one decision he could make, which was Google search results are free speech. Brilliant, eh? That's you, you gotta just applaud. Um, the the brain behind that. Those damn lawyers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I'm betting they. Uh, well, you know what? No matter what they were paid, um, they earned their money because <laughs> that just oh. kept it completely off the table, and it solved it down the road. It wasn't just a win of one thing they'd have to fight again. Nope, the precedent set. Well, it, it, I mean, it also. It, it used to be a, sort of like a saying in the in the search community that you can sue Google and you'll probably win. Because Google, ultimately, Google does not want to show its secret sauce. Right. So if you, you know, if you, if you take a case before a judge, the judge needs to see all the evidence. And all the evidence would include the algorithm. Right. So Google will never let that happen. It'll The cases will get settled out of court. Cases will... Uh, mysteriously disappear because Google's just giving you a million dollars to shut up. In this case, they didn't do that. In this case, they used a part of the law to, you know, it's, a, it's, like, it's like a judo move. Guy comes after him in, in, the, in the courts. Google uses California law to go right on back after him. And in this case, getting the decision they wanted without having to lift the hood. Which is great. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. No, I... Now, I- Sorry. Well, I just wanted to note that this this a California judge heard the case, an appellate judge heard the case, and so 
It's decided at the state level. It could go to the um, to the Supreme Court next, the state Supreme Court next. It's not going to, no. um, but it, but technically it could. And the only stop after that would be the Supreme Court of the United States. Nevertheless, this isn't the last time we've, we're going to hear about people questioning Google results. America and Europe have completely different ways of looking at the information sets contained in Google search results, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so really there's, there is legitimate cause for the European Trade Commission's and the European Court's stances, you know. It may or may not jive with um, the decision made in the, in the Californian court, but there's still legitimate reasons why, you know, legitimate business reasons why the European courts might rule one way or another. Bound to come up again in America, but as of today, or as, I'm sorry, as of last week, First Amendment <laughs> applies to Google search results. Now, you know what? We're, we're, we're speaking about freedom here, and, and we were talking about uh, the coup of uh, Yahoo. Um, so I, I'm going to tie this together um, into, a, into another story that we can cover quick, because I know we've got to go to commercial break here, but it, it's got to come in now. Uh, eBay. I don't know if you, you, you heard the, the fun story. Um, over our, uh, our friends over at eBay, um, they uh, got a penalty from Google, cost them reportedly as much as $200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, oh, what day was this? It was on the, the 12th, so I didn't have it for the last show. Um, we got, uh, they, they, pulled, uh, they pulled the ads, uh, Google ads. They, they switched them over to Bing. <laughs> now, this is just, didn't Amazon do this just a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have the two largest marketplaces in, on, on the internet, or at least on, in, in, on the North American internet, can't, can't discount yep. I do there, um, eBay and Amazon, who have both pulled Google Ads. What yeah. do you think that, that means to Google? Well, I, I mean, in this case, I just have to say, and, and, and pardon my French, and I'll, I'll curb it as much as I can, this is eBay giving an F you. Um, you know, over, over to, to Google. And, you know, I'll, I'll sort of... You got to kind of sympathize with Google going, they're not supposed to tie their AdWords, AdSense people, and they're organic. But now you've got a, a you know, extremely powerful company going, really, you want to hurt us there? Watch. Right? And you got to know this is going to cost a lot of money. Um, <laughs> like this has just cost Google a lot. I'm guessing hundreds of millions in a company that routinely posts billions in quarterly profit. Yeah. Um, hundreds of millions is nothing to sneeze at. No, That's a lot and of ticked off shareholders. Even worse, um, you know, in the in the the grand scheme of uh, you know looking looking at uh, from a pure business standpoint, um, it'd be one thing if if you as a corporation lose money, but if that money you just lost is going to one of your chief competitors, that's even worse. <laughs> well, then I, I, I can get indeed, eh? And I can compound that, and uh, just one more step. I mean, really, are Bing, are Bing paid ads, is, that, is the inventory of Bing paid ads really that crappy that nobody would want to use them? Nobody would want to advertise there? See, if Amazon and uh, eBay start, dri- start driving traffic to those ads, folks like us are going to notice and readjust our spends. 
oh, sure, pick an e-commerce site that probably, you know, that isn't going to find um, a reasonable spot for ads on eBay and Amazon, right? Like, if you sell stuff, your ads are going to show up because, <laughs> you know, that that's where people go to find that stuff. Well, um, um, but again, this is the kind of thing that can start to cascade. It's, it's, it's like a small snowball. It, it's, it's a little thing, really, at the top of a hill. But it can't, you know, if the snowball keeps on rolling, it grows and grows and grows as it goes along, eh? Well, it does. And while it may not hurt Google's direct bottom line in the AdWords side, um, you know, if, if people like you, people like me start going, okay, we need to pay attention to Bing, maybe not directly, or Bing paid, maybe not on the direct, hey, we care about Bing search traffic and its paid ads, but we care about where they're syndicating out to, Um you know, that's going to detract a lot of the inventory. And then as Bing's inventory goes up or as Yahoo's inventory goes up, you know, being they're synonymous, um, you know, at this stage anyway, as their inventories go up, well, more companies are going to start going in going, oh, okay, sure. You know, what? we'll start showing Bing ads. Why? Because they got a huge inventory. Well, you know, uh, you know, the really sad thing, the whole that? sad thing about this story, Google's getting punished for doing the right thing, yeah. keeping its organic and um, paid search units separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Organic did the right thing. The penalty was was almost certainly a fair penalty. I, do, I don't know enough about the story to say with certainty, yeah, the eBay deserves that, those bastards. But, you know, like, Google doesn't apply capricious penalties. Oh. oh, no, it doesn't. You're right. They're being punished for the wrong thing. At the same time, I think kind of a a leveling of sorts of the playing field and adding a, a new competitive side to it. I'm sure we're on the same page here. I like seeing Bing or Yahoo take some wins here just to provide more alternatives. Well, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I do too. But I dislike seeing uh, an entity, even if it's like you know an entity that is one of the most powerful that's ever existed. I dislike seeing an entity being punished for doing the right thing right. or effectively punished. This isn't really a penalty. It's just one of those things, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is well played, Jim. (laughs) No, it's a good day today, isn't it? Okay, friends, we uh, got to make some money here at Webmaster Radio. So we're going to go to a commercial break. I want to come back with a story that was in the SEM post today. Jennifer Slake has again got her hands on a new updated Google quality, um, quality score guidelines. We want to go through them after the break. But before we do, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, 20th of November. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. 
Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 20th of November, 2014. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk. There are over Internet 70 million active and, uh, podcast hey, listeners in the U.S. Yep. <laughs> what was that? That was weird. <laughs> this is Jim from Digital Always Media, Dave from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and listeners in the U.S. <laughs> um, this is how a professional walks himself back from saying something wrong. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, I said something wrong. I screwed up there, eh? Like, uh, my mistake, mea culpa. Mea culpa. Uh, Jennifer Slag did not get her hands on another... Uh, Google Quality Ratings uh, Guideline. That story that I was about to report on is actually from the 20th of June, 2014. What did happen <laughs> is um, that was an extremely popular post. It ended up in a new feature at the top of the SEM post today called Popular Posts. But something from that document is completely relevant today. Whew. Thank goodness yeah. we were able to circle that back around. Aren't we, though? <laughs> Uh, didn't we, though? Yes. Um, <laughs> and we actually, we talked about this last week. Mobile-friendly mobile um, design. It's, uh, 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 I can't, incredibly isn't a big enough word. Critically, isn't a urgent enough word. Why don't we just go with really, really important? You know what? I, I, need, to, I need to pause for a minute. I have about five clients that I need to call up right now. Get them listening in so that they can hear this from somebody else. Tell me again, Jim, how important is mobile sites? <laughs> well, I was going to say critically, but that doesn't convey the urgency. And I was going to say um, strategically, but most people aren't thinking of it. So strategic isn't working. So I'm going to say really, really, really <laughs> desperately important. Did that work? But that that works. And I, I'm just going to – Brasco, let me know when you got this uploaded. I'm going to be sending this off to them so they can hear it from somebody who isn't me. <laughs> six clients, you say, huh? Be 30 now bucks they're all going to be calling you up. Great. Uh, oh, no, no, I, I don't want the clients. I want the money. 30 bucks, five bucks each. Okay. Anyway, back to what your and my clients and all of our clients need to know. It's, um, <laughs> again, the, 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 the steam coming out of my ears when I think about how important this is. Google thinks this is so important that 
in search results on mobile devices, Google is going to be tagging search references with a little mobile-friendly designation. Right underneath the URL, which is right underneath the reference link, Yep. there'll be a little note that says mobile-friendly or not mobile-friendly. So if you're on a mobile device, which incidentally has recently edged out desktop for the overall percentage of searches conducted daily, Mm -hmm. so more searches are done on mobile devices than on desktop computers in a day now. Um, Dave's clients, Jim's (laughs) clients, and all of our clients hear this. I'm going to say it one more time. More searches are done. Searches are conducted on mobile devices and on desktops. That that happened earlier this year. That line has been crossed, and it's not going to go back. Google noticed that and said, "Oh my goodness, this is a clearly this is something that users want because it's what users are doing, and it will not only reward mobile sites with better rankings in both mobile and general desktop search, but now in all mobile searches, it's going to note." This is a mobile-friendly site. That site is going to get the click, and yours isn't, unless yours, too, has this mobile-friendly designation. What do you think, Jim? Good call? I, uh, for Google, on Google's part, yes, I think it is. And um, it's going to make things you know, kind of inconvenient for, for uh, websites that don't provide a good mobile experience or don't provide the mobile experience Google wants them to. Mm-hmm. But... Um, well, I mean, how, how do you feel when you do a search and you come across a site that um, loads way too slowly or the text is way too small to read or those little um, thumb, the little uh, uh, links that you got to click with your thumb rather than a mouse button? I mean, I don't know about you, but my thumb is not the most uh, versatile digit. <laughs> you know, it's kind of thick and, uh, you know, it's hard to get that little teeny link that's in there. It's a terrible experience. Yeah, I, I waste agree. time. You know, and what, what? What? In Canada, again, I, I, I don't know about American data plans enough, but in Canada, we have we have hard cap data plans, and so when I got to go to two different websites to get the experience I need, so that I or to get the information I need, because the first one gave me bad experience, I'm burning my own data cap. I I, I want to avoid. That I'll, let me, I'll, 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 I'll talk about my, my uh, most recent cell build if you, if you want to know why. <laughs> oh, you don't have to tell me. Well, I mean, so so is this a good move? Yeah, I think it's a very smart move on Google's part, and I think it's going to, you know, Google's already been using fairly um, subtle <laughs> means of, of <laughs> telling us to design for mobile by coming right out and saying design for mobile. Right. They've been subtle like Hiroshima was subtle, but yeah. Yeah. But now this is this is this is kind of a bludgeon. If you don't design for mobile, you are going to lose more than fifty percent of your uh, of people who might have clicked on your link. If you're on the even if you're on the front page, you and know you what's a, on the front page of search results because you're not going to get there. You know what's a, a disadvantage that I'm I'm seeing coming up, and and I, I'm talking right now about these six people. I won't name them, of course, <laughs> but I'm talking about these six people. Is that when I'm trying to convince them six months from now um, that mobile's important, they will look to their traffic stats and go, why? They only account for 3% of our visitors. <laughs> and 
I'll be stuck trying to explain that this is a cause and effect kind of thing. Oh. And that it went from 24% down to 3 when this happened. That's funny. I was just about to think of all the reasons you'd be looking in other to designate mobile, but you're right. I didn't I didn't catch that till until halfway through the sentence. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's a great thing. I've had that frustration myself um, where I click through to, to visit and I'm just like, this is useless, right? Like I, like you, I got big fat thumbs and the like, links are tiny. Right? Like, yeah. um, so, you know, you, you need uh, – they, they needed to do this. They did it. Hopefully our clients all pay attention. Especially those six clients. Apparently you know who you are. <laughs> they they would if they're listening they'll know exactly the ones that we've talked to about twenty times about this. <laughs> Man, you you must have this like I'm gonna beat on you relationship with some of these clients because like wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean the thing is I, I'm very very blessed. I'm sure you are too. Um, where you're in a position where you like I, I like all my clients i'm sure you like all your clients too I do. um but i think you know and it's probably the same in any profession where there's that frustration point where it's just like oh no <laughs> like, but this is really 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 important and you know you know who i end up feeling like and i was on the other side of this i feel like dave six years ago was to uh cindy crumb <laughs> looking yeah. at me going no it is important oh come on cindy it's not that important no but it will be <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know, but not that important. Um, well, now it is, and um, <laughs> again, uh, uh, Cindy has um, done. Um, what's the right word? Um, extremely well for her diligence around mobile over the last. <laughs> six, actually, you know, it's, it's, it's almost been eight years she's been on this. Eh? Yeah, it's been a long time, and um, she's built the reputation and repertoire that she is the world's go-to go-to person on uh on mobile mobile yeah deservedly so um but yeah now we all got to clone ourselves as Cindy Crum which means we all have to learn to work a lot harder <laughs> so that's the other thing about Cindy Crum um if you're, you've seen you've seen her do presentations right oh yeah um those are uh those are pretty stellar there, it's actually embarrassing to go up on stage after her. It's it's like she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> well, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Okay, we're gonna have to do break again in a few minutes. We got time for one more. Um, what do you say? Why don't we go with the disallowed pages? Ah, uh, yes. The, the, okay. the, go for it. So, um. Just reading it really quickly to make sure I got the, uh... <laughs> I've so been there. Okay, okay. So, if you exclude Google from certain pages, you disallow it through your robots text, you disallow robots, Google's gonna go, really? What are you trying to hide? Maybe you're, uh... Maybe you got something... Maybe you're, uh, 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 you know, hiding content or cloaking or, um... You know, maybe there's something you don't want us to see. And so, you know what? Since I feel weird about this and I only have so many resources to go around, I'm just going to um, demote you a bit. Right. <sighs> to avoid it, uh, 
But actually, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> the re- there was there was a movement for a while to try to sculpt links by using no index, no follow on certain pages that weren't you know you know were important that you need to have them on your website but weren't critical. You know, like your about page, perhaps your privacy policy. Um, you know, third or fourth level documents that you don't need. You don't need these ranking. You don't need Google to um, assign page rank to them. So, and you know, the idea was you're conserving page rank by just keeping these pages out of the equation. Google doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, surprise! Surprise, um, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean that's that's spot on. I mean the the thing is, and I think you know everybody should just take take this page out of of of, of the playbook and just you know tack it to the wall. If what you are doing as a strategy could possibly be done to hide something, Google's just going to have to look at that and go, you know what. I don't know, and I don't really need to figure it out because there's eight million other sites right behind you that I can promote. Um, you know, so I always, you know, think whenever we're deploying strategies to get into, you know, more technical stuff. Um, could this possibly look bad? Could it? Could I be using the same thing? Um, you know, if 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 Matt Cutts was sitting here, would he tell me to do it? Kind of kind of angle on things. And, uh, well, I, you know, not that, well, I guess Matt Cutts probably has some time on his hands, so maybe he'll come over now and sit down beside me and go through all the sites with us. But, um, sure, he will. Sure, why not? Um, you know, if it could possibly be used incorrectly, the strategy you're using, if it could possibly be perceived as a false positive, even if you're using it for the right reasons, you know, just, just don't. Just Okay, so, but that does <laughs> leave the question. I mean, there, there are pages that you either don't want ranking. You yeah. just don't want that in the index, but you want other ones. You, you know, you, there are pages you do want in the index, or there's ones. I mean, like your about page, right? Why should that come up um, when I have a product page that I would much rather see coming up? So, what do you do to what do you do to um, restrict or guide Google away from these uh, critical because you need them as part of your website, but less important? These are not your money pages. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's a variety of things you can do. Um, but I think for, you know, to, to go to your example here, I think if you've got a product page ranking for, a, a you know, one of your core terms, not obviously not a branded term, but a, a core term um, they, or a product page you're trying to rank for it and you're ending up with your about us page, I think what you need to do is go back and read a book called, you know, like SEO 101 <laughs> and figure out exactly how poor is the SEO on this product page that your about us page is is beating it for 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 a core term. I mean, really, you're. I mean, but to go to go to your example, I mean, that's you know was a was a fun example to sort of sort of go on because that shouldn't happen, and if it does, you've got other problems going on regarding your skills. Uh, yeah. Um, what you, you, know, you, you you might think that moving all your products to your about page will help. It probably won't. <laughs> um, but you know if you do end up with pages that are ranking that you'd rather not be showing up you know for a branded search for example and i think that's one of the more common where this can happen where you end up with pages in your privacy policy right or, or something like that where you're just like this isn't a page that really represents us well um this isn't a page that we are particularly interested in people 
landing on. It's low interest point. Um, you know, brand new site, so it's like the, the top ranking page. I don't know. Um, you know, there's there's a few things you can do. I mean, first, I would just look to how how are you possibly crafting your internal linking structure that that's happening. And there, there, there may be, you know, you've added this as, a, you know, running your, you know, top navigation. Well, then you probably want people to see it, you know, move it down to the footer. But I think at the end of the day, these things come back to go back to your core. And to me, I'd take this as an opportunity to go, okay, the way link weight is passing within my site obviously isn't what I intended. So let's actually use this as a catalyst for knowing there's a problem ahead of time and, and starting to, to review our entire internal linking structure and figure out why are we passing weight to the page we're not trying to and either just duplicate that for a better page, like one that you more, you know, you're about us page instead of your privacy page or something, um, you know, and, and sort of uh, learn from it instead of trying to just block it, learn why that happened, go, hey, now I've learned a new thing and deploy that for the pages that, uh, that you're more interested in. For me, it's going to come down to the lesser lesser of two evils. If you disallow the robot in robot's text, mm-hmm. Google will have no idea why you're disallowing it. It's just not going to like it. Right. If you apply a no index in the in, 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 inside the head of the exact of the document you want to exclude, mm-hmm. Google's going to read through it because you're not blocking it. You're just telling Google not to index it. And it probably won't index it. It's not going to like it, but it'll. I, I think it'll dislike it less than being blocked at the robot text level. So right. for me, it'll be. It comes down to the choice of the lesser of two evils, eh? Right. And if you even left the follow, right? No index follow. Make yeah. keep your keep your page weight passing through it, just not. Well, and uh, that's and it's, that's exactly right because that's what they're. I believe uh, this is, by the way, this is from an article from Search Engine Journal that was published uh, earlier today by, um, I'm sorry, yesterday by James Parsons, and uh, uh, I believe that Google is, in this instance, is cluing in on what they believe to be link sculpting, rather than getting angry that someone's saying don't don't index and uh, don't follow our links. You know, I think they're I I, I think they're ticked that they they're perceiving. That someone's trying to manipulate their algorithm. Yeah, who can um, blame them? So, no index, comma follow should be an okayish signal. You know, again, Google's not going to like it, but it shouldn't hate it either. Right. At least you're being upfront. But anyway, folks, for, I mean, like, dig into this a little bit deeper. Check out uh, Search Engine Journal. It was yesterday article by James Parson. Title is Google penalizing websites with disallowed pages. Way worth reading. There's a you know very likely a tip in here that's uh, that's worth at least worth thinking about. This is um, you know one of the ways that, that that the machine is operating. And speaking of machines, machines need to keep well oiled. And the way we oil our machine is by giving our bankers money. And we got to do that again. So friends, we got to take a quick commercial break here on WebCology and WebmasterRadio.fm on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's the 20th of November. Stay tuned. We're back with a few more stories after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. WebCology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import, manage, and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible, as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash Webmaster Radio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 20th of November, 2014. We only have about uh, eight or nine minutes for this last segment. Um, and this is a fun one. Um, hey, Dave, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to burn any of your employees here, okay? Except maybe <laughs> that David McKenzie guy, but aside from him, I don't want to burn any of your employees here. Fair enough. And he's a troublemaker. He so, is. He yeah. is. Look at that guy. It is wheat juice and stuff. Okay. Um, Makes me sick. No, go ahead. <laughs> If you were to look over your shoulder right now or to quietly sneak up into one of their offices, you think they'd be on Facebook maybe? Let me just – you know what? Actually, I, I, I'm looking. They actually appear to be working. Oh, they, well, their heads went down like it, 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 right now, you know. <laughs> um, I'm glad for the delay in this call because they don't know what you just said. David's right now laughing about the wheat juice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So – this is a scourge of employers everywhere. It's just, I mean, I, you have no idea how much time is lost to Facebook. Right. right. But it, it's got it's got to be uh, a lot, a metric heck load. Um, so Facebook um, 
is a productivity destroyer. It's, it's just, it, 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 you're, you're not getting a lot done because it's Facebook. You're mm-hmm. laughing at images of cats or, um, you know, telling people about that great 300K run you did in the morning. Um, so Facebook, Facebook knows it has a problem. It knows it's losing its cool. So they're tinkering with it. It's coming up with a, uh, according to the Financial Times, it's coming up with a new product, new website, um, new sub-site called Facebook for Work, which seems to be an amalgam of Google+, LinkedIn, and, um, well, uh, uh a productivity suite, much like uh, Microsoft Office or, uh, or or Google Docs, Google Drive. Um, it's in a test with company with various large corporations. So it's an in, in, in quiet alpha test mode right now, and a launch is approaching. Apparently... Facebook for Work, according to uh, the Financial Times, will allow employees to chat with colleagues, connect with professional contacts, share and work together on, you know, collaborative collaborative documents, and store um, documents uh, to their profile in the clouds. This is going to come out from Facebook. Um, what do you think? Like, do I think it'll work? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was that Google product um, a couple of years ago? Um, it was the predecessor of, of of the predecessor of Google Plus. Uh, Wave. Yes, that's it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, I don't. I get the instinct that corporations have. I, I get it. You get it. We all get it. Um, you you hit the max of what you are. And your shareholders are looking at you going, you need to be more. And so you go, hey, we're going we're gonna to be more. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> um, there's already you know, productivity suites. I mean, there, there came out Microsoft Office first. Um, you know, then uh, OpenOffice or, you know, there's a few others that came out as free alternatives. Um, you know, Google Docs is out there or Google Drive is out there. Why? Like, and what employer is going to go, yeah, let's switch everybody to Facebook for business for Microsoft Office because, you know, I'd like to give them a reason to be on Facebook some more instead of in Office, right? Like, well, and Office in 365 has this collaborative feature already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It's not a fit. It's not who they're supposed to be targeting. I understand they want more data from businesses. I, I can only imagine that's what they're trying to get right now. Um, you know, I, I I don't see this working. Um, I, I've been wrong before, but I, well, I, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm inclined to agree. It's not going to work the way they expect it to. Most certainly, not yeah. going to work the way they expect it to. I think their only uh, their only win here might be in they may secure some awesome patents trying to get it. We've all seen cases of that. It's like you're working towards one thing and you're like, well, that failed, but I learned these eight things that I can use over here really usefully and and profitably. So. Hopefully that works out for them, but I, I think yeah, this is I just don't even get why they would why they would do this. 
Well, I, I think they're doing it because they perceive that people want an all-in-one website. For instance, um, remember about a year ago, LinkedIn started allowing you to publish your own articles on LinkedIn rather than and, 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 and those articles that are available to anybody, whether they're logged into LinkedIn or not. Right. Um, and, you know, rules around that. So LinkedIn tried to become something beyond what it had been. It was right. supposed to be a business connection um, social network. Right. But let's face it, unless you're job hunting, who really gives a damn about LinkedIn, right? <laughs> like, and, the, and the funny thing is, LinkedIn, is, you can actually use LinkedIn to find leads in our, in our industry. But nobody cares about it anyway. Uh, similarly, like, like I think of all these social, these social um, upstarts, and it should call them upstarts. LinkedIn is hardly an upstart. But all these social networks that have very limited um, definitions, this is what it does. Yeah, and if that isn't exactly what you want, you're not going to use it. Um, right. I think Facebook has tried to become the big all-in-one, and that never works. That's the the problem with that strategy is you do everything half-assed instead of one or two things in an extraordinary way. Right, and that's the experience I expect from Facebook for work. However, who knows? Who? Um. Who'd have thought that Facebook itself would work? Get, I mean, given what we know about Facebook now, what it really is, if 10 years ago I, 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 I told you I'd introduce an application that people would be begging to give their privacy away, privacy away on <laughs> for well, little sorry. to no um, value back, you'd look at me funny. And the funny thing is you and I exchange smart-ass remarks on Facebook all the time now. Yeah, no, it's very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I, I think well, I, I think we're in agreement here. I think it's just a case of they're trying to overreach. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll soon see. I'm pretty sure that this does not end well for them. We will see. Um, there, <laughs> there is precedence here. We are Google Wave, Google... Um, <laughs> I don't even remember the, the, the other one before that, which I actually liked. And I can't even remember the name because it, it just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, Google Plus? Maybe that's a, pre- uh, a precedent setter. We <laughs> shall see. Okay, we are running out of time or here. Cut. It's three minutes to the top of the hour. I'm expecting the hook music any moment now. So, you know what I'm going to do this week? I'm going to preempt the hook music. Ah. <laughs> we are not going to be here next week. Next week is Thanksgiving Day. No, it wasn't Orcut. Orcut was, oh, Orcut is so long ago. There was something else between Orcut and Wave, and I can't remember the name of it. crazy until after the show Um, anyway we're not here next week next week is going to be Thanksgiving in the United States and uh, happy Thanksgiving to um, all of our American cousins Um, it'll be warm people in Buffalo you will be able to get to point from point A to point B it's going to get really warm over the weekend watch out for flooding Um, yeah on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 20th of November, 2014. Stick around. Webmaster Radio has amazing content up after the news.
presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.